Welcome back to Only Subs Podcast, your one-stop shop for all your anime needs. Today, we're going to be talking about our top five anime characters of all time. But first, I need to introduce my guy, Jordan. Jordan, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. It took a lot of research and a lot of hard thinking on this one, but it's a super cool and exciting kind of collective feel of all of our anime experiences so far. What are the five people or characters that stuck out the most to us? And I'm pretty excited. How about yourself? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm glad you mentioned it being extremely difficult to choose our top five characters because I had an extremely hard time figuring out who would make this list. So I, I need to ask, like, how, how hard was it for you? It was pretty hard, man, because at some points I, you know, I like different characters for certain reasons. I like different anime for certain reasons. And so there was a lot, there was a large chunk of, you know, trying to spread the wealth. So it's like, uh, I can't just have all Naruto or, you know, I can't go too crazy on the, you know, X, Y, or Z type of situation. And so I, I found it kind of being a labor of love, but definitely a labor. And I'm assuming the same for you. Yeah, Yeah, dude, for sure. Like I had such a hard time because like I would think about different like different animated TV shows and series and stuff like that. And I would think about like, oh, I love this person, but I also love this person. And like, like, is are they strong enough or are they smart enough? Like type of uh, thoughts going through my head. But anyways, so we're going to do this kind of in a draft way. So I'm going to give my fifth person Jordan's going to give his fifth person and then Jordan's going to give his fourth and then I'll give my fourth and so on and so forth. So to get started, Jordan, my number 5 character is Karapika from uh Hunter Hunter. And the reason why or I guess I should say, so I am in the middle of Hunter Hunter and Karapika has snuck into my top 5. And the reason why is just because of his pure resolve and more i guess specifically that nen knife that is pointing towards his heart and if he does not use his chains his nen chains against the phantom troop then he's gonna die and i just think that's so cool and i also just really really enjoy kropka's pure just badassery and how he was able to take on a phantom troop member by himself and destroy him was absolutely crazy I I love the pick, and uh, I know where you're at as far as in Hunter Hunter, and I think that that's like spot on because Karapika comes shows up, bro, and you know the classic young Jeezy quote is every time I do it, I do it for the hood, and that is mm-hmm. the guy Karapika, and although he's kind of like quiet and you you know you don't get much from him because he's just hell bent on one thing, I love the richness and complexion that he has in one direction. And it just shows how impactful that is that he landed in your top five and you just met the homie. So that's, that's big style. Yeah. And I just, I didn't realize like how strong he was like at the beginning of the series. And so like, I was just super surprised by just his strength and I guess his power level. But anyways, so what's your, what's your number five? So my number five lands me at somebody that I think is such a complex and compelling character, but isn't as, I don't, 
isn't as like deep as some of the the ones following up as far as personally, but still somebody that I love tons and uh, think about a lot in the first place, which is kind of weird to say, but I don't think about him a lot. I think highly of this person and it is Irwin from Attack on Titan, Irwin Smith. And the reason why is because this guy is a strong leader he is so impactful in his universe, and in a lot of ways, he's kept the fabric of Attack on Titan. Uh, it's tightly woven as it has been, and obviously plays a main component in it all. I love that in a lot of his character, there's something deep and dark inside of him, especially with his story about you know how his father, um, you know, his father was executed for something that was a curiosity of Irwin himself. And so that's been a real big cornerstone of him. So I love the fact that he's actually kind of dealt with this grievous demon that he's had as far as kind of leading so many people and a lot of them to death for his curiosity. And it's not for humanity himself, but once again, I think it's so gorgeous that he's had this redeemable quality and kind of saves the day by leading this attack and protecting humanity by, you know, trying to go at the Beast Titan one more time, deciding to sacrifice himself for Armin, if some people say it was conscious decision or not. But, you know, I am going to go with Commander Irwin on this one. Salute to the Dude, to the troops. I, I really like that pick a lot. Like he... Everything that you said, I, I totally agree with. He, I mean, he, you can almost say that he's like a demon himself as far as like, I don't know, his drive to to meet his goal and to, um, to do whatever it takes, really. Like he's kind of like one of those guys who has ice in his veins and like he'll do whatever it takes uh, to get what he wants or to achieve whatever whatever thing that they're they're going for. I, I really, really like that Erwin pick a lot. Um, but yeah, so you're number four. What is it? So my number four is somebody who actually kind of goes against what Erwin uh, is. And since Erwin's kind of a one-dimensional person, what's in the basement? This guy has moved worlds for other people and nothing to do with uh, selfishness at all. It's just the love for the group of people and where he's from. And I think I'm going to get a reaction out of this one, Chris, just like Irwin's. And I'm choosing Itachi Uchiha as my fourth pick hey. as far as my favorite characters. And kind of like I mentioned before, uh, he takes a really, really opposite turn. Irwin's a lot more introspective in his curiosity, but Itachi Uchiha has done everything for the Konoha village and the leaf. And I think that, of course, he has really, really admirable features and characteristics. But the thing that I love about him the most is that, you know, number one, this might be a rumor, but I love, you know, spreading it. And it is that the creators of Naruto had to kill Itachi off. Because the ending would have been too easy. You know, it's like, it'd be unfair if Itachi existed when Madara was around. Because he would have just silenced the homie. And obviously not through power scaling. But just because of just pure intelligence and wit. And I love what he's done to, you know, kind of develop one of the other main characters. Which is Sasuke. And um, I'm just a big Itachi Uchiha fan uh, through and through. And that's why he gets my number four spot. And super well-rounded too. Bro, so 
you're probably not going to be surprised by this, but Itachi is actually my number four as well. Nice choice. <laughs> We're co-hosts for a reason. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, I feel like there's, there's not a lot that you can't not love about Itachi. Like all the things that you said, I totally agree with. And like, that is the main reason why I love him as well. But man, to go off of all the things that you said, I mean, the dude was painted as this, this evil person who destroyed his entire family. I mean, he did do that, but it was for the good of the village and all that good stuff. And yeah, dude, like I, I I would repeat everything that you would say, but I feel like, or, or I would repeat everything that you just said, but I feel like that would just take up a little bit too much time. Um, so I'll just kind of leave it where, where you left it, man. Like Itachi is my number four and I love him for basically all the same reasons that, that you do. Uh, he's a crazy character. So to go on to my number three, I have, uh, Aaron Yeager. Mm. Uh, the reason why I have Aaron at number three is kind of the same reason why you have Itachi in a way. Uh, I really like Aaron because of just how absolutely complex this this dude is like he i think about him a lot like in my downtime sus pretty sus to me <laughs> <laughs> just because i mean if you think about his character development and where he's gone from season one now to season four like he's completely changed in his in his thought process uh in his actions uh, in everything. And I have actually like, I feel like I've kind of been an Aaron hater, but like on the side, like I'm like, dude, this guy is, he's pretty cool. Like just how he's developed and just how I like, I actually enjoy how switched up he is in season four and how he's completely opposite of everything that he stood for and, and thought and all that good stuff. Like I feel like it brought, a really like nice twist to attack on Titan. Uh, even though attack on Titan gives us hundreds and hundreds of twists, uh, all the time. Uh, but yeah, I, there's just so many things that I could say about Aaron that I really, really enjoy, but those are the the main things. So that's why I have him at number three. What's yours? Uh, number one, that makes a lot of or sense. I guess, do you have thoughts on that first? Yeah. I, I think that Aaron is a really strong pick. He's the, he's the motor of the universe of attack on Titan. And it's almost like some people, it's almost like gravity, like some people's resolve and their motivations are enough to suck other people in. And I think that's perfectly Aaron and how he kind of manifests himself in the attack on Titan universe to, you know, shape the world around him and have people satellite like orbit him. And, of course, since it's such a successful series, you got to believe that the main protagonist is successfully portrayed. So, no, strong pick by my take. And so my number three pick is going to be one where you're not going to know much about it, Chris. So this is the time where I would suggest uh, muting yourself. But uh, it's also on Hunter Hunter, but a guy that you haven't met before. So... Um, in the Chimera Ant arc, uh, let me know if you're muted or not, because uh, I will let you know. So I think Chris is muted, so it's safe to speak. And I think that Marrow Woman from the Hunter Hunter 
um, Chimera Ant arc is such a powerful antagonist. And number one, that's my favorite arc of an anime. It's so rich and character developing, whether you're looking at Gon or Killua or people that you've just met that you kind of fall in love with, especially with the other assassins that help. And I think that the amazing thing about Meruem is his, it's a man's conflict with destiny and fate. You know, he was born to be a king and he was very cold and violent. There's parts where he ate a child and then spat her blood out because it tasted gross, um, which I'm sure it would taste gross. But, you know, that's besides the fact. And, you know, for a lot of reasons, this man was had his destiny chosen and he decided to question it and found himself, you know, deeply tormented by what his what is his free will and what should he decide to do, especially seeing the fallibility of human beings. There's a lot more that meets the eye to this antagonist than, you know, a regular antagonist. And that's why I think that it is one of my favorite arcs in anime in general. And he's one of my favorite villains, especially when pertaining to, you know, Hunter, Hunter anime, all of it above. So I'm just going to let Chris know, to come back in and we can start with my second take i'm back baby nice i love that number three pick yeah it was it was a strong one (laughs) you'll (laughs) you'll uh you know i'd say once you get to the chimera arc and you finished it then i think that it is appropriate for you to listen to this podcast but uh as far as my number two pick um it's one that i think we both probably have maybe close to the list, but it's Piccolo, man. There's not a lot that needs to be said about this dude. As far as I'm concerned, some of my favorite highlights are he's Gohan's real dad. You know, the special beam cannon is one of my fave moves. And, you know, we have such character development through, you know, sagas and anime between him and Dragon Ball being kind of the, the baddest dude on the block and being the antagonist to Goku to being the guy that keeps the wheels on board. And, you know, I make a joke about him being Gohan's dad, but he actually trained Gohan to be the most powerful fighter in the universe. And even in the tragic mistake that is Dragon Ball GT, I think that he shows such a sick and redeemable quality as far as kind of like staying in hell to fight all the bad guys to kind of like, you know, protect everybody else. And he's done it before with, you know, protecting Gohan in the early, early Dragon Ball Z series. He's just sick, man. I, you know, I could go all day, but, uh, for, you know, you and the listeners benefit, I won't, but Piccolo number two, dude, I I love that pick a lot. And I, I had to leave him out as he's kind of like one of my honorable mentions as far as uh, my list goes. But yeah, he, I mean, he trained the world's or the universe's greatest fighter. Um, And he's just that guy who he like has every single tool in his tool belt, like anything that you need, like Piccolo's got. And I, I really love that about him. And I love how like, he you can he's like almost like the most reliable characters in Dragon Ball Z like he always comes through he always like has something up his sleeve to help you or help Goku or help whoever 
uh, get through whatever problem they need. So I, I love that pick. And my, I have a quick question uh, for you, Chris, before we go yeah. on, th- there's a few things that, and I'd love to kind of dig a little deeper on our first and second picks, uh, just because it has a lot of weight to us, but I have trouble with him going much further and he's kind of at the top of his range as far as I'm concerned about being a top pick, but his power scaling seems a little bit lackluster, especially since he stopped being competitive after kind of, uh, you know, the cell saga, which had a little bit of Android arc. He stopped being competitive after kind of cell was imperfect cell. And so he kind of played a non-factor after that, but super impactful nonetheless. It just seemed like they kind of forgot about him and his power progression. He could have combined with a few more Namekians and, you know, maybe hung around mm-hmm. Boo a little bit. But other than that, man, I it's kind of sad to see, but the boy obviously has a lot to offer, but it wasn't power after the Cell Saga, really, or even halfway through it, as far as I was concerned. What did you think about that? Uh, as far as yeah, I definitely agree with the the power level thing, but I also believe that he has a huge presence just with his knowledge and things of that nature. Like I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like he he's helped a lot of characters along the way, just giving like his his wisdom and stuff like that. And that's what I really really enjoy about him as well. It's just him dropping knowledge on people and things like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely love that too. And I think that's why he's still up on the list because he shows the versatility of him as a character, really. Like he doesn't need to affect the battlefield all the time. It's like he's like a Krillin that had way more lifetime that didn't get beat up by Frieza, but also didn't just survive because he was into an android and was Goku's best friend. Like there was so much more to him and you know yeah that's why i love him and it sounds like the same reason for you but anyway you have a second pick and a first pick to talk about yeah so number two for me is uh saitama from one punch man nice Uh, i i have thanks to you jordan uh, i've fallen in love with this anime in particular it's it's one of like my absolute favorite ones to watch like he man what can i say about him like he he got his powers by just pure grit and pure just just getting after it training wise and stuff like that like he is the the absolute strongest character in this in this uh tv show but he's also like ranked one of the lowest heroes out of all of the heroes and stuff like that and another thing that i really really love about him is just how humble he is like he knows that he is so strong and he like all he wants to do is fight someone who is on the same level as him but then you have these people who are ranking the heroes uh and like he's one of the lower lower class heroes and i just love how he's not like offended by that or anything like that like he is just okay with where he's at and like he'll just show up and kick the crap out of whoever uh whatever monster whatever alien might be might be coming around but another reason why I really, really like Sayatama is just the the anime itself. Like he kind of makes the anime what it is, but like there's also a lot of like really, really cool characters, funny characters. Like you get a little bit of everything with One Punch Man. And so that is uh, one of the reasons why he's number two on my list. I really like that pick. 
I, I know how much of a fan you are of One Punch Man, so it's not really surprising that we have uh, a character in the universe this high. And I I think exactly that, you know, he's he's a person with so much power, but so much humility. And maybe that's in the fact that, um, I don't know if you've ever ran into this, but somebody who is so good at something that they're self-conscious about them being bad at it. And I think that Saitama forgets how powerful he is. And that's why, you know, little mm. regular things kind of come into contact with him that in such funny ways. So, for instance, even like Garu trying to attack him. And uh, I think he like, you know, like punches him or something. And then Saitama thinks he's trying to mug him and karate chops him to the ground. Like, you know, silly things like that that I think... Um, only Saitama could find himself in situations like that and react in such a way. And that's what makes him such a unique and rich character as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, so are we going to your number two or do, we, do I give my number one? Uh, I already did my number two, man. It was Piccolo. Oh, right. My bad. All right. So my number one is Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Nice. Hi. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just doing like a Japanese hi, like a yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So I I have Tanjiro at number one, uh, just because I I really 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 love his character as well, like just like Sayatama. But I, after watching the movie in particular, and watching him like kill himself in his dream time after time again, and just how he was able to do that i think was absolutely crazy and like the the drive to do that and like i don't know like the heart i guess to do that is just freaking insane uh but i also really enjoy like just how his character has developed through um the series as well like i I, he's an incredibly endearing character and i really like how like how loving he is i guess in a way and just I love his relationship with him and Nezuko uh, and his relationship with Inosuke as well is absolutely hilarious. Uh, and I I have to add like just how the I guess the series is drawn and made like I say this time and time again, but I love just the look of his character as well. Um, but yeah, and just like, his strength and all that good stuff. I mean, there's a lot to say about Tanjiro that I really, really like, but we would take a lot of time. So what's your number one, Jordan? Um, so before I say mine, I really love that pick, man. And it makes me kind of kick myself in the butt because I think that he definitely deserves to be somewhere on a lot of people's lists. He's it's he's kind of like the everyman um, anime as far as like likability. He's extraordinarily caring, super skilled, and he makes people better around him. And I think mm-hmm. that in a couple ways, this mare is the, my number one, which, I mean, I'm sure you could call it Chris and anybody who's listened to the podcast a couple times or a couple episodes might be able to put money down on this and come out the winner. But my number one is the Black Power Ranger. No, just joking. It's, uh, it's a mob from Mob Psycho 100 and due to the things that I kind of mentioned about Tanjiro that makes him so great, it's the extraordinarily like skilled version of him, 
but uh, I think that Mob by no means is a perfect and well-balanced character. I think there's a lot of things that make him incomplete. You know, his incapability to deal with his emotions, his kind of self-consciousness and his fear about a lot of things and his incapability in a lot of times to kind of handle situations on his own at certain periods in the animation. But the one thing that is unequivocal about Mob is that he can, you know, his power is, you know, half, half of his capability or a third even maybe 40 percent because the things that he's capable of is actually improving others by his philosophy and outlook on life that you know he's born with this amazing capability that is unmatched but at the same time he benefits and impacts people so much more greatly than his power could touch them just off of being so concerned about being a good person so I think that that's why Mob falls into my list. And he also has such a kind of a comedic view on life, even though even sometimes when he's not being intentionally. And maybe that's due to one, the producer of Mob Psycho just being kind of a comedic genius like he is in One Punch Man. Or it's Mob the character kind of has a a, kind of a, a funny sense of humor to him as well. But that's why that's my number one. What do you think about that, man? First of all, I have to say... I knew it. Yeah. I know <laughs> but, you knew it. Uh, no, I definitely really, really, really love that. And I love your your reasoning behind it. He, like, if you were just to kind of, like, watch that show and just kind of have, like, a surface level view, he would kind of seem like he's a simple, simple character. But, like, when you start thinking deeper and looking at him as like kind of as a person and how he's developing and stuff like that. There's so many rich things and you've given so many different examples of that. Um, so yeah, he's, he's an incredible, incredible character and he definitely deserves to be in that number one spot, especially for you. Cause I know how much you, you really, really enjoy mob psycho and stuff like that. And I'm sure that he will maybe creep up into my number five spot once I finish mob psycho, but uh, but yeah, you have anything else to add? Do you want to do some honorable mentions if you have any? Do you feel like do you have some characters that need some some recognition, or do you want to close it out? Yeah, man, I definitely do, and I just have lots of fun with these types of podcasts, so I'm not I'm not too eager to end it early. But I think that for my honorable mentions, definitely people that you've had on your list. Uh, I'm talking about Saitama, just kind of as far as his like you know. Uh, it's just a Saitama factor in a sense um, and what he adds to a universe. And I really love the Tanjiro pick. And so I would say that in a real selfish way to kind of steal some of your good choices and really strong picks, I'm going to choose those couple guys. I'm not sure about Aaron Yeager just because um, <laughs> I'm not very settled for, to the fact that he's developed much as a character. I think he's just getting a lot sneakier. And I still believe that he's down for the cause, but who knows, man, I've, I love attack on Titan so far, so I'm really excited to see what comes of it. But what about you? What about your honorable mention or your thoughts on my list? Now, uh, overall, I think your list is amazing. And like I said before, I, I wanted to put Piccolo in there, but I just, I just couldn't for, for my personal beliefs and reasons and stuff like that. Uh, a couple of characters that I want to give a shout out to is definitely Levi Ackerman. Mm. Well, I guess I should say Levi and Mikasa because I both I love both of those characters a lot. Uh, I love Levi for the fact that he kind of has that that Kobe Bryant in him. 
how he would just do anything and everything to to make sure that they they would win or whatever whatever it may be and i really enjoy mikasa just because she she's just been aaron's day one and will always and forever be aaron's day one and she will do anything and everything to to have his back and stuff like that and unfortunately spoiler alert if you haven't seen season four we learned that she like it's like genetics and stuff like that is what's keeps her from or i guess what keeps her attached to aaron so i mean that kind of sucks but still i think she's super badass and she's incredibly awesome as well um but other than that i mean i could add like naruto and people like that but i feel like that's a lot of people's very favorite characters so i might just leave it at that yeah, I mean, I think that's a good time, too. Um, I guess a few random things. Number one, expect us to do character analyses on these guys. Uh, number one, I'm sure that it's not our, you know, top five lists, you know, you know, isolated. I'm sure it's a lot of your guys's as well. And number two, there was a lot of Twitter interaction on our Twitter about Aaron wanting to eat Mikasa's ass. Um, so I'm not... <laughs> and... I just want to know from the podcast fans, it sounds very jarring. And yes, I was jarred too when I heard it. But uh, is this true? Um, reach out to us on Twitter at uh, the Only Subs Podcast or Only Subs Podcast and uh, confirm nor deny because I thought it was a dirty little trick by a Twitter user. And I think that's what it came of it. But who knows? Um, maybe we'll see in time. Maybe it'll take a character analysis of Aaron Yeager to really find out. But uh, we'll get down to the bottom of that. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know, I guess we'll see him on the next one. Right, Chris? Have anything left? Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Like Jordan said, you can interact with us on Twitter at OnlySubsPodcast. Uh, I kind of want to know you get, like what your guys' top five. So let us know uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can also interact with us on uh, at Gmail uh, at OnlySubsPodcast at gmail.com. But other than that, Jordan, dude, thank you for another great podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.